Hey friend, welcome back to the Intimacy After Infidelity podcast. This is episode three. I am so excited you're here to join me today. Can I tell you a story? A story about shame versus grace. A story you may have actually heard before, but I hope you hear it in a new light today. The light of true freedom and deepest knowing and the richest love. You see, when I talk about affairs, I recognize that no accountability group or 12-step program will bring true freedom. Sure, they do help for a little while, but that's like holding on to a 50-pound backpack filled with hurt and trauma and saying, but at least I'm not in sexual sin anymore. Friend, true freedom starts with an encounter with Jesus. It's not about keeping or breaking rules. It's about broken people in need of healing. And you know it's impossible to move on and heal by yourself, but you're trying. Oh, and you're trying to pick that lock on your prison door so you can escape, but that's the problem. The methods you're using to get out of the affair, to heal your marriage, to just try and be better, they aren't working. And trust me, the answer isn't just do more and try harder. It's actually to do less. Find more truth. Surrender your story and trust God for the process. It's been the answer for me and the answer for so many other women like you who have wanted to get out of the affair, ditch the shame, and rebuild their life and marriage. So right now, I want you to go to christinajoycoaching.com and let's connect so that you can find true freedom with an encounter with Jesus. Hey friend, welcome to the Intimacy After Infidelity podcast. I'm Christina Joy, forgiven daughter of Jesus, wife, mom, and affair recovery coach. Chances are you are stuck in a marriage that feels broken and you're uncomfortable with even speaking the word affair. You want to avoid heartbreak and divorce, but lately marriage has felt filled with landmines. You're wishing there was a step-by-step manual for how to survive, how to heal emotionally, how to rebuild your life, and maybe even enjoy it. Well, my dear, you are in the right place. So if you're ready to move forward, clothed with strength and dignity, then find that safe space and pop in that earbud. Let's rebuild your life and marriage better than it's ever been. Before we jump into the story, I want to tell you why this is so important today. When talking about marriage and affairs and divorces, there's a lot of statistics, but statistics don't tell you about the person. They don't tell you that the woman struggling is actually your friend or your pastor's daughter or your son's teacher. The statistics don't tell you about her crying in bed every night physically feeling the weight of her choices and the prison that she's trapped in. The statistics also don't tell you about the redemption story. So let me tell you about one. A long time ago, there was a woman who needed to walk about a half mile to pick up some water. Of course, water is a necessity, but she chose to go at the hottest time of day so she wouldn't have to interact with anyone else. Every step of every day of this long walk reminded her of her choices, her shame. See, she had to go by herself, not because she wanted to, 
She felt like she had no other choice. It was easier than dealing with the small talk and the shame and the lies when she ran into people she knew. The people from her church and neighborhood, these people knew she had sexual sin as a believer. She even lived with a man she wasn't married to. But she kept to herself because that was easier than risking complete rejection if anyone found out more of her story. But on this particular day, when she wanted to pick up water, there was a man that obviously looked tired and thirsty. He simply asked for a drink, but because she already never felt safe, she didn't even feel like dealing with him. So she challenged him, what are you doing here? Men don't ask women for drinks here, let alone across our racial barriers. And then in her own head, she heard, and if you knew who I was, you wouldn't be talking to me anyway. Just leave me alone and let me be. But this man wasn't caught off guard. Without missing a beat, he continued by offering her this living water. She was intrigued, but didn't believe it could be true. When he offered it again, she got excited because it meant she wouldn't have to walk her long road of shame ever again. Finally, some hope for freedom. But his next comment stopped her in her tracks. He opened the door to a conversation no stranger could have known. He called out the place of her shame. He said he knew about her sexual sin. And just like that, her shoulders slumped over in dismay. Here we go again. But wait, if he already knew about her past... Why did he still offer her that water? Then she realized the only way a stranger could have known that was if they had power from God. So she countered, well, maybe if you're a prophet, talk to me about worship. And he did. He explained that worship was about spirit and truth, not a, just a physical body one day a week type thing. She knew a Messiah was coming to rescue them from their sins, but suddenly she knew this was the Messiah. So she ran back to town, and guess what her announcement was? It wasn't just, hey, friends, the Messiah's here, but instead she yelled, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. And then in her heart she added, and he still saw me in my story, in my shame. And instead of rejecting me and condemning me, he offered me an eternal, abundant, grace-filled life. Friend, it took me over 30 years to finally peel back the layers of that story. Yes, Jesus is the living water. And yes, she went and spread the good news of Jesus to her town. All these things that we've heard in Sunday school before. But there's so much more in that story for you and I. Can I share a few points that stuck out to me and how I think they might help you too? First, we need to learn this radical truth about God. He is a God that pursues. I assumed in my struggles that God said, serves you right, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Or I thought God wanted me to feel his punishment, stop my sin, and then he would be willing to help me. Oh, friend, Psalm 139, 
which was also written by the guy who had an affair and then murdered the husband. In Psalm 139, he wrote, Lord, you know everything about me. How precious are your thoughts about me? But think about it. Jesus intentionally met this woman at the well, knowing her full story. Jesus is like the shepherd who leaves the 99 safe sheep to go find the one that wandered away. Even in the beginning, God himself pursued Adam and Eve, knowing they had sinned and tried so desperately to cover it up. And perhaps the grandest story of them all is that God sent his son, Jesus, to take our eternal punishment while we were still in the sin. You guys, God pursues us. He's not pointing a finger at us, expecting it to get it all figured out and cleaned up and have a plan. He is the plan. That's it. Your story is significant to him. You just need to recognize that. Okay, so the second thing that sticks out to me is the opposition between isolation and intimacy, between shame and being fully known. We were created for relationship, for intimacy with God and each other. We were created to be fully known, fully loved, and totally free. But shame is opposite all of that. Shame says every relationship is fragile. If somebody really knew you, they'd reject you and leave you. You're a hypocrite. You'd better hold on to that mask even tighter. Don't even bother being real with someone like your spouse. You'll just lose their love. And that song, Jesus Loves Me? Sure, but you've done something so hideous that his love and grace can't reach. Friend, that is a lie from the gates of hell. We think we have to make this epic journey of throwing off our sin into the fiery pit, and then we can begin reading the Bible, and then Jesus will love us. But it's all backwards. When we experience God's love, then we know freedom. Then he walks with us on our journey. Getting free from the addiction is one part of the journey, but breaking the bondage of shame is something only Jesus can do, and he desires to do it. When we get out of isolation and into full knowing, then we are truly free. Okay, finally, please understand the parallel that has to happen between your actions and your identity. Here's what I mean. There needs to be accountability for sin to stop, but that's not all. At the same time, there needs to be a radical identity shift. What is the truth about how God sees you? Who are you apart from the affair? How will you handle your emotions going forward? Because chances are you escaped to your hidden world when you were happy, depressed, and everything in between. So what will you do now? Maybe you even called yourself hypocrite for so long, you don't even know your new name. We don't call a butterfly a transformed caterpillar 
and, and that's all. Yes, it was transformed, and it has a new name. And sister, so do you. So please, take a minute and read John 4 for yourself. But a few of the things that stuck out to me were that we have a God that pursues us. Shame is the opposite of being fully known and loved, which then leads to freedom. And there needs to be new action with a new identity. So if you're tired of trying to fix this by yourself and the band-aid marriage isn't working, would you reach out to me? I'd love to hear your story and how I might be able to help. Sister, I love you, and I pray that you experience the love of Christ. I'll see you on Thursday. Thank you so much for hanging out here today. If you need to talk more about this topic, would you send me a message on Instagram at Christina Joy Coaching? Or if you want to know the first steps out of an affair, as well as what to do before agreeing to divorce, I'd love for you to grab my free training at ChristinaJoyCoaching.com. But if this encouraged your heart, please take a minute and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend so I can continue getting this show out to more women who need it. As always, be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future.